The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. All right, this is Anthony Cole of BCW, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. In the field of inpatient psychiatry, patients are assessed by their diagnoses, prior history, and their current behavioral situation. On intake, patients are assessed, diagnosed, and are then scaled on discharge, observation, or admission. For those who are admitted, there's a certain level of admission that not many patients can adhere to. You are given a bed, you are given a change of clothes, and a routine. You get your meals, you get your visitors, and you get your activities. Your medication and treatment. These are your basic routines that are done daily while being reviewed by said nursing staff and being evaluated by your psychiatrist. And during this time, you and others around you are trying to find your way out, be it mentally or physically. Find your escape. Find your reasoning of why to be here or why you are here. And the only ways that you can find your way out it's to your own portal of existence. When your bedroom is not enough, when the day room activity or dining room is not enough, and you need to escape, and you need time for yourself, there's only one place you can go. You can go willingly, or you can go by assistance. And that room is the seclusion room. I'm Jay Santee. I use this as a metaphorical way of describing of what my life is. Seeing as I work in the realm of psychiatry, I see that work and my life is no different. They coincide. They're all the same. My seclusion room is my microphone, my way of life, my asylum, my inpatient is the world. This is my story. This is my feelings. What do my mother mad pussy, son? You mad pussy, son? Fuck out of here, yo. Telling you who I am while I'm in the seclusion room.
Check out the opening session of The Seclusion Room at Red's Room Studios on SoundCloud. The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. All right, this is Anthony Cole of BCW, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. In the field of inpatient psychiatry, patients are assessed by their diagnoses, prior history, and their current behavioral situation. On intake, patients are assessed, diagnosed, and are then scaled on discharge, observation, or admission. For those who are admitted, a certain level of admission that not many patients can adhere to. You are given a bed, you are given a change of clothes, and a routine. You get your meals, you get your visitors, and you get your activities. Your medication and treatment. These are your basic routines that are done daily while being reviewed by said nursing staff and being evaluated by your psychiatrist. And during this time, you and others around you are trying to find your way out, be it mentally or physically. Find your escape. Find your reasoning of why to be here or why you are here. And the only ways that you can find your way out it's to your own portal of existence. When your bedroom is not enough, when the day room, activity, or dining room is not enough, and you need to escape, and you need time for yourself, there's only one place you can go. You can go willingly, or you can go by assistance. And that room is the seclusion room. I'm Jay Santee. I use this as a metaphorical way of describing of what my life is. Seeing as I work in the realm of psychiatry, I see that work and my life is no different. They coincide. They're all the same. My seclusion room is my microphone, my way of life, my asylum, my impatient is the world. This is my story. This is my feelings. What do my mother you mad pussy, son? You mad pussy, son? Fuck out of here, yo. Telling you who I am while I'm in 
the seclusion room. Check out the opening session of The Seclusion Room at Red's Room Studios on SoundCloud. Turbuckle Tabloid, cutting a promo. So, cutting a promo this week basically is my review of Full Gear and House of Glory. The uh, the return of House of Glory and uh, I have to say both shows have similar things in common. Um, they had its ups, in, in some cases more ups than downs, and in other cases there were some letdowns. I I, I must say. And it's not going to be one of those situations where it's like, oh, they go bitter Jay again, going off. Red is on his rant. Like, no, no, I, I, I can't be fair, and in 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 judge quality without having any form of of uh, bias and such. I'm prepared to go down that road. But I I have to say that a lot of this stuff is not as fantastic and out out of this world that everybody claimed it would be. It's um, you know what? Rather than just fucking just um, give the fucking boring headline, let's just go straight into it. So full gear, right off the bat. I have to say, fuck Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report has to be the worst goddamn fucking app in the history of apps to use for pay-per-view events. It's atrocious. And mind you, I should have learned my lesson the first time when I tried to use it and it fucking burned me. But I said, let me do it again because I wanted to buy it, which... Honestly, I hardly ever do. I don't ever buy fucking pay per views. I'm just saying, I, I, you know. But a, you know, a couple of people wanted to pull up. Shout out to to brother AJ and Whole Milk Mike. They pulled up, and you know, they chipped in. We we were gonna order it. So all right, cool. So the last time we did it, it was a pain in the ass to to get it going. So finally, we end up doing uh going on the fight app. This time around, Fight wasn't carrying the full gear unless it was international. And I didn't have a VPN. I was fucking trying to do it last minute. Then also, it was a thing to where there were other people that I was going to give them my my login so they could watch it and such. It was, it was a total mess. It was it was a shitstorm. Finally, I purchased I purchased the um the pay-per-view. Purchased it early, by the way. Purchased it around 3:30. 
when the buildup was occurring, we watched the uh, the the buy in at uh, at on YouTube. When we went to change over to watch on Bleacher Report, which by the way was on the Fire Stick, and it says Bleacher Report available on every you know streaming device, whatever. Bought it there. Went to click um, stream now. It says purchase pay per view. What? I already paid for it. Okay. So fuck it. Let me click purchase again because if it double charges me, I'll just fucking call and get it open. Click purchase. It says you've already purchased this. Click the stream now again. Not streaming. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. This fucking app burned me again. Try to do it through the internet on the on the on my computer wasn't happening there either finally we ended up finding a site and just fucking watching it through there unfortunately the people who are were going to give me my loggers to they couldn't watch it sorry my fault well not my fault fucking bleacher reports for apparently on twitter and other uh social media outlets there was many people who are complaining uh the voice sucked they couldn't they weren't be able to they weren't able to log in they weren't able to to Get a clear voice. Some were saying that they were hearing the Spanish announce team. We missed the whole MJF Darby Allen match. The the best night, the best match of the night. We missed the whole fucking shit. So fucking livid. Lucky I was able to watch it later on, and I could have my opinions about it. But through it all, never again with this fucking site. This it's it's. It's abysmal how bad this fucking product is. I don't I don't understand why they continue to go to this app. Excuse me. I don't know what deal they made at whatever they did. It's just my my neighbor, I finally saw him today actually, after a few days after the event, who he was watching it himself. He had mentioned that he had to go through uh the internet. Well, the internet. I was in the internet, but it's the PC. He had to go on his PC to purchase it and then play it on his Xbox. Why the fuck are we running through hoops to 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 get a pay-per-view? This is ridiculous. On on fight, it was so easy. Bought it, click, boom, went on. The magic of technology. Presto. Fucking awful. I I I hope that fucking app catches terminal cancer and just goes away. It needs to just go away. Oh, so in the buy-in, we get a uh, we get the taxi match between Okaro Shida and Thunder Rosa squaring up against Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader. I'm gonna be honest with you, I so didn't care. I was already like probably like half a six pack down, and it's not because it's just. I'm biased against women's wrestling because I'm not. I actually enjoy women's wrestling, but I enjoy good women's wrestling. And these four, it would it, it, you would think on paper that it should be good, but it really wasn't. So we get to the curtain jerker opening match, which like I said I had to watch later on. MJF versus Darby Allen, and. Wow. I I I I I was blown away. 
after hearing uh, match of the year candidate, these guys left everything out there. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. No way. No way. And especially when it comes to MJF, because, you know, he only wrestles like, you know, three or four times a year. I'm joking. It's probably a little bit, a little bit more than that. But, you know, he comes out. He's a fix. He's a character and such. And, and never to take anything away from his wrestling. I never, I never said that he's a bad wrestler. I actually said he's a really good wrestler when you get him going. You've seen him with matches with Jungle Boy and Cody and shit that he can go. When this came off, it was ripping. And, you know, you get the the moments in which you saw an element of everything. You had the lucha spots, you had the chain wrestle, you had the grappling, you had the brawling. Everything seemed to to mesh together and flowed fluently. The powerball spot to the leg was uh spot on. I actually thought that he was uh injured, but he uh MJF sold it well. And this is this is why I say when you have a talent like 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 MJF in your on your roster and you're able to exhibit the 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 smarts the education the 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 fact that this this young man does his history barely 25 years old barely if that and has the mindset and the already the the um the goal to go out there and show that he's a top tier professional wrestler not a sports entertainer professional wrestler that shows that Yes. And that cliche term that they're using this day, the four pillars. Yes, there is a reason why he should be considered the four pillars of this company. Same same could be said about Darby Allen. Darby, another one. Regardless of what you say about his recklessness, regardless of what you could say about uh, he's just a, you know, stunt guy turned professional wrestler or vice versa, whatever you want to say. His intro. His look, not the biggest guy in the room. He's uh, he's a runt, as a lot of uh, uh, dog breeders would know. But that runt has fight. And he, too, went out there and showed what a top-notch wrestler could look like. Wrestler, not sports entertainer. It was best that this started the show. Because with that, everybody has to step their game up. Everybody has to go out there and perform. But did they? MJF pulls off the win and the fashion in which he uses the... Um, and we had the element of everything. We have Warlow and, and, and Spears coming out. Sting comes out and, you know, holds them off. MJF was able to use the ring, knock out Darby. And as he promised, he said he was going to win with the uh, the headlock rollover. And sure enough, he did. And he pinned him one, two, three. MJF had to be carried to the back. This actually takes away, you know, it washes away the disdain I had for when they had the um, 
the 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 war games type match. It, it just washed that away. The blood and guts match. It, it washed that away because that didn't really show MJF in his best. But for this, top notch, up and down, straight up the card. Before I continue with the next match, because this is where we kicked in at. When I tell you the commentary was, you know, a lot of people were giving it shit, uh, saying they weren't at their best. In fact, they were probably mediocre, if not less. The guys and I thought it was fucking hilarious. The audacity in which Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone were speaking on this night was at comedic level, right? It really was no fucks given. Just I I I yo, I I literally was in tears laughing because it just seemed like I I I, I still say to this day, they're fucking drunk. They don't they, Ross has got I listen, I understand. He's going through his health issues. He has the skin cancer and such, and I get that. But Ross also is on this, you know, fuck, what you gonna do to me, man? Honestly, you know, I, I Bell's palsy. My wife was basically killed a couple of a couple of years ago. And you know, now I got the skin can the skin cancer thing going. Like, what what more can motherfuckers do to me? I mean, I mean, come on. Honestly. And just the I mean hysterical. I I I swear we would that we would laugh in here. And then fucking Tony Schiavone. Uh what was it that he called uh was it Adam Cole or oh, an obnoxious ass? I he just came out and all of a sudden as soon as Cole came out, everybody's Adam Cole, baby. And he's like, what an obnoxious ass. I fell out. I said, these fuckers usually like I'm like, come on, guys. You got to be a little bit more professional than that. Tonight, I really didn't give a fuck. It was pure gold. And yes, sloppy. He, you know, how many times did Jim Ross call fucking uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan? I mean, numerous times. Somebody was in a headset. They had to tell him, stop. You got to stop, bro. But in either case, I did. Besides the fucking, as bad as it was, besides the the MJF Darby Allen, that commentary was the fucking best thing that happened tonight. It was fuck, it was hilarious. I swear to you, it was com- comedic gold when it's not supposed to be. In any case, we get uh for the AEW World Tag Match, we had Lucha Bros and FTR. This match was a clusterfuck, uh, up and down. Oh, we find out later that Dax was uh, injured early on, taken out, was um, concussed. You kind of got that. The finish looked ridiculous. I don't even know why. If you know your man is out, why would you even attempt the the mixed um, the mixed tag partner mix up with the putting the the mask on and but it, it it was just. It was all over the place. And this seems does not seem to get any luck. FTR. One one week, you know, this week is Dax getting knocked out. And then um, you know, next is the other one that gets fucking injured in his hand and his arm. And it's it's just you 
this team is cursed one way or another. They have to find a better way. Maybe it's because of a language um, difference and such, but they have to find a way to build up and close out the, uh, uh, a match if they have a an incident that occurred that would have to change the finish. Better way than that. We get the oh shit, sorry. We get the um the finals for the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. We get uh Miro versus Brian Danielson, and wow, fucking Miro doesn't Miro look great? I think that a lot of people were not into this match because it was very wrestling orientated. It was a lot of grappling, a lot of wear downs. It was a a. It was a break, a branching story that that was occurring in a ring for such a small period of time, but made logical sense at the same time. I thought Miro looked excellent in this match. I thought Brian Danielson was Brian Danielson. It, it he hit all the spots. He hit every note. Once again, the finish was sloppy as fuck. I understand that you know we we were selling the the soft neck. Listen, I am a fan of letting the fan base know and and, and um exposing the weaknesses of an individual. It's like Miro was Juggernaut, so it's finally you take off Juggernaut's helmet, and that's where you know that Mark that Juggernaut is just Marco, and not Marco Stunt. If you know comic books, you know who Marco is. So you get that um. You get that feeling that he there is a weakness, and I get it. But that finish did not make sense. And for anybody who saw it, especially in the crowd, who was probably in the upper, you know, upper deck in the rafters and shit, it probably looked like shit. So you try to have a finish in which that it look it makes sense to everyone and can see it clearly. We get uh by the way, Brian Dennison pulls out the win. He's now the number one contender for the AEW title. We then get, of course, the um, Falls Count Anywhere match between uh, the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, and um, going against Christian, uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to say, I, I'm, I'm trying to believe that the Young Bucks were, were going for the Prince look, trying to go Purple Rain with the look, but they look more pink. I don't know if it was my TV or, you know, since they were in Minneapolis, they were going for the purple look. But, um, of course, the heelist look was there. Tony Schiavone with his the obnoxious, what an obnoxious ass comment to kick off the fucking entrance was, was phenomenal. Christian and Jurassic Express came out ready to work. They all had jeans. We were debating whether or not if Luchasaurus had jeans on, but it was. It just was very stretchy, legging, spandex kind of jeans, whatever. You know, they came out to work. And, um, I mean, what, 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 what more did you expect here? It was a spot fest match. I the only thing that I I could say that I'm not a fan of is putting the the thumbtacks in someone's mouth. Like I'm gonna actually allow somebody to put thumbtacks in my mouth, and then I have the opportunity of spitting it out that I'm not gonna do it. 
this is it, it it didn't really really didn't make sense to me that that in a whole but as for the match itself listen I, you know graded on the curve it was fun to watch it had its its high spots and such and it was what it was you know it it was a match to pop the crowd and the crowd popped for it um Especially you know, finally seeing Jungle Boy do something dastardly and use a chair. Heaven forbids. But uh, other than that, you know, it was, I guess, a fun match to watch. I'm not going to call it, you know, I'm not going to grade it on, on its wrestling level. It wasn't a wrestling match. It was a sports entertainment match. What do you get? Now that's going to be the fucking theme here. We get Cody Rhodes and Pac. Squaring up against Malachi Black and Andrade El Idiota. Yikes. Woof. 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 Another match. That is just... Too much going on for no reason. Everybody's annoyed with tags. Uh, everybody's slap tagging in. The only person to me who looked really good in this match was Pac. Pac was the only one that looked good for me. Other than that, I really didn't care about any of anybody else in this match. Cody Rhodes and Pac get the win, and Pac, Pac, whatever. And I don't give a shit. I really didn't care. Like I said, the, only, the only thing I said is like, Pac got to look better. I mean, look better as in get him better spots and on the card because the guys are fucking work. AW women's match for the world, for the world title. We have Britt Baker versus take Conti. Uh, Conti is good. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's not a lot to say here. I mean, Conti's good. We all knew Britt was going to go over. And, um, Later down around, later down the line, we we're gonna see Conti in contention again. But she's good. It's one of those instances once again. The WWE dropped the ball. Uh, Britt was the per- the personality, and she got the win. And I'm hoping to see more from Conti later on down the line. She needs to be in the uh, the upper tier of the women's division. Then we get the big the big match everybody was waiting for. Even I was. We got CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. And I wanted to shit on this so bad. I was waiting to shit on this so bad. I did because the buildup for me was not as big as everybody was making it seeming to be. Like I said, we got two big personalities. Everybody's like great talkers, great speakers and such. But still, you know. The rivalry was so inside, and you know what the fuck was going on here. Should I ask Amasad about it? He's friends with everybody, so I should have asked him if there was really heat like that. And um, you know, I was like, if it's gonna be a brawl, I get it. If it's gonna be just guys throwing punches and you know getting getting uh. Getting like in a in a barroom fight, I I understand it, but this was actually really good. I mean, honestly, it was a good match. I gotta say, really, really good. Was a big fan of both, even with the the spots where uh, 
Punk would kick, and then Eddie would get up and throw the middle finger up, and wanted more. I, I was, I was thoroughly entertained by this. I really was. Really fun match. Both men left it out there. This is one of those things that needs to be revisited later on down the line. Um, AEW doesn't really like to do long booking for many of their stories. They like to jump from next match to next match. And we'll see it and discuss it next episode when we talk about what happened on Dynamite. But I have to say, uh, as I clang my beers together, uh, kudos to both these men. It was a it was a great match. I was I was thoroughly entertained. We get the. we get the Minneapolis street fight. <sighs> fuck, 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 fuck. Just just after we had such a fucking solid match with Punk and Kingston, we get this shit storm. Mind you, mind you, course the fans love this because they love ridiculous anarchy for no reason because oh i forgot it's a street fight yeah we need to have that because lazy booking as Cornette would say but also this build-up for me as well didn't have anything of a feel to say why would this be a street fight oh because lambert put jericho through a table a table still it just to me, these kind of matches are actually hurting Santana and Ortiz more than anything. I've been I've been saying for a while that you just you, after seeing these young men, I've seen these young men wrestle for what God already what eight years, maybe eight nine years, something of that magnitude, something like that. After seeing these young men tearing it up the way they have in the indie scene for so long, doing business and impact and such. And in an impact, they had their build up, especially when they had their um, their 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 big match against Homicide and Hernandez, in which that was where they did the street fight and such. But still, they had matches which were matches. They were tag matches, and they did great jobs. Right now, you're looking at. Ortiz, who's looking in the best shape he's ever looked in his history in his wrestling, and the time is ticking on him because he's an older gentleman as well. Santana is getting himself prepared for what other possibilities can occur. Your guy, you're with putting these guys in matches like this, you're hurting them. You're really hurting them. Hell, you. There was a spot in where Santana, you know. They go to the crowd and leaps in, and then I'm not sure if the person was a plant or whether or not it was a fucking real fan. He got hit, whatever. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but they gotta be smarter. This, this, this has to be. This has to make logical sense for the performers and not the fan base. It has to make logical sense for the wrestlers, not the fucking fan base. And of course, you know, everybody was doing their tribute for Eddie on this night because this is where uh, the place where Eddie passed away. Which, by the way, there was a news story saying that um, 
no AEW wrestler stood at the hotel where AEW, where Eddie passed away. And I'm going, why? They didn't kill him. Not that I know of. Unless you had tell me something different. I don't remember. I don't remember them killing him. Any case, we had um, the victors being the inner circle, of course. All this is just uh, bravado for Jericho. This is another one who's about to take his swan song and needs to do it ASAP, really. This needs to happen as soon as possible, ladies and gentlemen. I'm As much as I love Jericho for his career... To believe that this is where his career is going to end makes very much sense to me, honestly. Then we get the uh, uh, announcement in which Jay Lethal is all elite and he'll make his debut the next week against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Yeah, I get that. I like that. I like to see that Jay Lethal's in, in All Elite. I'm happy that Jay is at AEW, although I would have thought that he would have went back to Impact because there's a lot of stuff that you can do there in Impact, especially right now. I mean, there's a lot that guys like Jay can do over there. Um, But I'm glad he's All Elite. And once again, it's a big fuck you to WWE because once again, you motherfuckers don't know how to appreciate talent. This could have been your transition from once AJ is out the door to get Jay coming in the same way. But, you know, you motherfuckers are just too arrogant for anyone's nerves. And and I'm hoping down the line, WWE gets so bit in the ass, so big that a chunk of their fucking revenue is just ripped out of them. Because slowly but surely... The old school wrestling fans are not going to give a fuck about this shit anymore. They're not. You better hope that you are able to 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 draw the two million on a tribute to the troops than you know anything else because your raw ratings suck. Your NXT ratings are going down. SmackDown holds on strong because you got to you know. For that, at least you have a a, a, a a strong face that's carrying that show. But other than that, I hope this bites you in the fucking ass. Because there's so much talent out there right now that you should be taking advantage of. And you're so fucking arrogant that you won't even you won't even consider putting them on your roster. And you know what? You're probably doing them a favor because you probably treat them like shit anyway. So congratulations to Jay Lethal getting with uh, AEW. Then finally, we get the main event. We get Hangman Page coming in. Squaring up against the champion, Kenny Omega. And I wanted this to go longer. I really wanted this storyline that it could have went longer. It really could have. If they were smart, they could have made this happen. There's a lot to go into play. But once again... AEW doesn't like to do DQs. It's part of wrestling, fam. That's part of the business. It's part of wrestling. As long as you don't abuse it, it's part of wrestling. 
We just find a way to be creative. Yeah, so you have a bunch of fucking afterbirths and people just interfering randomly on random shit for no fucking reason. And have apparently uh, Stevie wondered fucking referees. It just, I don't, I don't understand your logic, but apparently, you know, Omega's been uh, dealing with some injuries for some time now. And, you know, probably would not have been a way to continue this story progressing I know that the fans wanted this to be over they wanted this to be the um, the, 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 the climax to the page story and the match was really good I, it was good to see Kenny not be too much Kenny. Kenny had his moments and such like that, but Kenny wasn't too much Kenny. Uh, a lot of moments in where Hangman was being treated well in this match. Beautiful spots. And for for knowing now that uh, Omega had, you know, these injuries and in his, vert- his vertigo and such that was hindering him. It was good to know that uh, both men took care of each other well, and this match was spot on. Could have been, could have been match of the night if they didn't have MJF and um, Darby kill it the way they did. We get uh the young Bucks. That was the only thing that fucked with me was why the young bucks come out and just stand there and just did you know a little. I don't know. Was it a nod? You might as well have did like the Caesar fucking thumbs up, thumbs down bullshit. I don't know what the fuck it is. What they were there for? It was nonsensical. You didn't. You didn't need all that theatrics. Finally, Hangman wins. We get the pin, and uh, celebration comes out. Dark Order comes to celebrate. Yada yada yada. Night closes out with Hangman holding the championship over his head. All in all, full gear. Usually, usually, uh, AEW pay per views feel like. A drudgery. Like it feels as though like I am at work. It feels just long and just time consuming. And it has its high spots and low spots, of course, but it just felt like it, many times it felt long. On this night, it really didn't. It felt, you know, it had a good flow. Oh, even with its hiccups and dumb moments of, uh, of the night. But. It didn't feel as though like it it dragged. I actually didn't didn't feel tired. Like I ran a marathon. It felt that felt right. So, uh, at the end of the day, Full Gear was a solid night of wrestling. I had a good time watching it. I can't bash it. I, it. It was it was very good. All in all, very good. This leads up to my review of House of Glory's Born Again. Uh, Let me just lead into, uh, you know what? Let me just cut, take a quick break and then I'll I'll go into it. Uh, give me a sec. Bring the in-ring action home to your tabletop with the number one wrestling card game in the world, Super Show the Game, and live all your wildest wrestling fantasies without ever taking a chair shot. Available on SuperShowTheGame.com. Order today and join a spectacle so grand it can only be called 
The Super Show. So this past week we attended House of Glory's Born Again. Um, a lot of a lot of people were uh, anxious and anticipating their return. I being uh, one who's been a day one follower of this promotion for pfft, my God since the doors open. Like I, I was there at their first event. I called the commentary, which never saw the light of day. But uh, yeah, I I was there day one. Uh, and I mean, I was there when it was 35 motherfuckers in the arena. Well, handball court and 20 of them were probably friends and family of wrestlers and shit. 25 actually. Um, it's been a, almost a two year hiatus since because of the pandemic and such. And then with that, we had, uh, well, before that we, we, we heard the, buying of the promotion from uh, by master p uh no limit soldier the the, the millionaire um uh, um mogul and such so we waited two years for this to happen when they return they have their arena and such it's a beautiful place. Has been, uh, it's they, they've been working out of there for a few years now. So I, I guess now it's under their umbrella. First thing I have to say is, I have to give big shout outs to all the fans who've been waiting for this promotion to come back, and they came out in droves. The regulars who I've known for the past couple of years who showed up where were in attendance to show love. We show love back and it was a great homecoming for everyone for this promotion to come, come back. Uh, there was a new aesthetic. There was a new look. Uh, the, 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 they had their uh, screen f- for, um, for for the presentation as their their stage their walkway and such placement of the commentators uh, of course the uh, doors were open thankfully on time this time usually they're a fucking shit show when it comes to that but now now that they were uh, on fight TV and they had a you know a, they had a time they had a go time I had to make sure that the venue was full and. For their first night back, it it was pretty it was pretty full, it was pretty packed. As long as I had an, an easy access to get to 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 the bar to get my beers, I was good. Big shout out to other uh, wrestlers on that night as well who showed us love, and um, we were very happy to see them as well. It's it's been it's been a long time coming, and here comes my gripes. I had a big gripe on this night. I was, I was fucking, I was livid. I really was. And, and I was so upset that on the ride home, shout out to good dad, Angel, who, uh, who gave us the ride. Cause from here to Amazora, it's a pretty penny on Uber, but, um, good dad, Angel showed up. Ah, I really wanted to lambast this promotion for the non-mention of Matt Travis 
Two years to the day, this young man lost his life to a tragic bicycle accident, being hit by a, a reckless garbage truck driver. Two years to the day. As a matter of fact, their last show was the tribute show to him. No mention of the young man. None. No tribute, not a video package, not a an armband. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Mind you, there's there have been um students, workers of the of the company who've passed away and they've had tribute matches, they've acknowledged them, you know, on the anniversary of their, their passing and such for some time. And then it faded away. It it happens, you know. The students acknowledge them one way or another, but as for um as for this night on your comeback show, yeah, uh no. They did nothing. I wore my capo shirt. My full capo shirt. And I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to show that. There was still love there. This young man wore House of Glory on his fucking sleeve. And, you know, regardless of whatever rumors or or, or backstage bullshit people heard or, or, you know, be it true or not. This young man wore this company as a badge of honor. He rep he rep to the fullest. Even if there was, you know, issues or 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 or, or just a, a feeling, a, a sentiment of which that there wasn't a, there was a lack of communication going on. Every day that kid went out there and whatever promotion he went and wrestled with, be it uh CCW or 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 GCW or what or, or whatever out of town promotion went. He wore an HOG shirt proudly. And on the two year anniversary, you couldn't acknowledge him. You couldn't hold up a shirt, play a video, a, a one minute video, somebody come out with his theme, something, something. And I wanted to go on a big, I was ready to go on a fucking tear about this. But I said, you know what? Sometimes you got to take the high road because you just don't know. You're not there. You don't know what the fuck it is. You don't know what the background is. You don't know whether whether or not it was, it was planned, but it was scrapped. Whatever the case may be. I just say that I'm very, very disappointed. And this promotion that they didn't do that. I'm very disappointed. Other than that, I say that uh, it was a fun night. The ambiance was there. Shout out to everybody. The the click came out. Super producer Sally, Good Dad Angel, Brother AJ, Whole Milk, uh, uh, Wrestling Fan Rob, uh, 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 Frankie came out a uh, little bit. Her brother, it was, it was, it was on our end. We, we repped, we repped big and the matches were fun as well. 
you had the um you know uh this it's not called the suicide six anymore but yeah you had you had that match you had um the rocky uh, rocky romero it was it was filled it was such a a a solid card for the first night coming back it was fun it was it was a fun night then finally you get the main event you had malika uh, malika hear me sorry i fucking messed up the uh the announcement for the next show you had uh will Ospreay versus uh amazing red i was like uh, I, I said fuck that i'm chant fuck red the whole night fuck him <laughs> i was like fuck him he'll turn oh well because that red is so beloved i did the same shit with sonia strong i remember when sonia strong was so beloved i was like boo worked out she turned heel anyway she couldn't stand me <laughs> but i had people throwing shit at me and i was like i was like eh, he'll turn fuck that fuck red <laughs> like, come on it's about that time man i've heard some things so that match itself is a is is, is one if you guys can get the chance to if you if you want to order it on fight, that's that's definitely a match that you want to watch on fight. Uh Red and, and Osprey. Solid, solid match. So um through it all, I have to say for the first night back, other than like I said, the feeling of um Oh, by the way, the Loki oh Loki winning the um, Crown Jewel belt. Oof. I, I didn't see that one coming, honestly. Did not see that at all. Kind of disappointed I can't bro away too. Then some show love to to Matt. Um, but like I said, that's probably a personal thing as well. It's probably something different. Like I said, I can't can't call it. But Loki winning the the title, it's gonna be interesting because Loki being on MLW, would he show up at MLW with the House of Glory belt? Who's the no? Who who knows? Violet versus uh uh Eva Lee. looked spectacular. Really nice too. Got to have a had a conversation with her. Hopefully, I could get her on the show soon. And um, other than that, man, next event is going to be on uh, December 11th. That's a Saturday. I'm off that weekend. Yay! I don't have to call out this time. You guys don't want to miss that. And. Uh, I'll let you guys know more about it once more details are revealed because apparently Malachi Black is showing up. So that'll be something for you guys to 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 to, to look out for and pique your interest. So when we come back, have a uh, conversation on the 300th episode of Typical Tabloid. Have a conversation with our friend, our guy, making his comeback with BCW, Bree Combination Wrestling. Have our boy Anthony Cole stops in to, to discuss how is it that these guys were able to weather the storm and come back after the pandemic. Their um, their love and passion for women's wrestling and a refresher course of how to be a hustler. So guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. Check you guys in a sec. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's boy, a.k.a. your girl's favorite artist. And today I'm here to tell you about my company, 
Painting in Blue. Painting in Blue is a creative process established in 2017, and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. I said, shit, he doesn't know the Puerto Rican baldy with the googly eyes. I said, shit, this <laughs> motherfucker. What's going on, brother man? My boy Anthony Cole stopping by, sitting, coming in the building. Wow, it's yeah, um the man who I've uh I've I've given much love to because you are a hustler of all hustlers these days, man. And 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 I say this because we've spoken uh some time back and your game expands far beyond wrestling you 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 do your thing yes and we still expanding we, <laughs> i just closed the deal today for for something new oh man it's it's going to be beautiful 2022 is going to be amazing we'll, we'll we'll get to that that bridge when we cross it but i have to tell you i i know for the longest time uh the man behind uh, BCW himself, uh, Bree Combination Wrestling. It's um, it's been it's been a while, man. You know, we I know that due to the pandemic, it's been it was it was tough for a lot of companies to to flourish mm-hmm. to to get back on their feet and such. And I gotta be honest, I was one of those guys that said, who who who's gonna be able to survive this? Especially in New York City, it's a tough. It's a, it's doggy dog out here, but um. Mm-hmm. The man himself, Cole, is saying, "Yo, we back on the we back on the map. What, what we, we back, ta- baby. What, what we talking? What we talking? We back, January twenty first, Queen of the North three, Knights of Columbus, man. Oh, and this show, if you if you have ever seen a Queen of the North, you know that we don't play when it comes to Queen of the North. And this this third edition of Queen of the North is going to be like incredible, incredible. Yeah." I am. Yeah, I, 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 I was gonna go into the whole uh, aspect in which you you really are one of the rare promoters who love to spotlight and showcase the women of wrestling, and yeah. uh, you know, and I and I, I followed a lot of the the talent that you had to go through there, like uh, Willow Nightingale and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you're very you're very in tune with that. But I'll, I'll get to that in, in a sec. But. Uh, since we haven't spoken in a while, and I, 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 the audience has been growing in the past few years and such, I want to I want to get a, a little retrospect of the man Anthony Cole himself. This this is this is the uh, 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 quintessential guy who has a love not only for money, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's all about it's all about the dollar. 
but it's also that you've also know how to uh find a way to be in tune with the audience and the brand so um just mm-hmm. just as a quick re- recap of the humble beginnings of what was your first love music clothing line or wrestling Oh man, that's a good question. I would have to say my first love was music. Yeah. You know, yeah, I started playing the piano at a very young age. I don't know if I can still play it today because I haven't played in a while, but I um I started playing the piano at a young age and then you know, I was in the church choir mm-hmm. in my teens and in my early 20s. So, you know, it, it's always been music and then as an entrepreneur, the first thing I did was I became a hip-hop manager you know i managed a couple of my guys that you know from the neighborhood and stuff like that and um i got a couple of them signed to some record deals so it's it's been music i would say my first love come on you you, just because you drop an instrument for a minute doesn't mean that it goes away it's like riding a bicycle like they tell people you're you're, you're probably you're probably still a virtuoso as long as you can start off with chopsticks and then get up to the (laughs) to uh, uh, uh um um Jesus loves me. Oh, then, then you know that you now you know you win it. <laughs> That's it. Yes, sir. Um, with yeah. with music, um, is it, it, it also been a thing to where like that's where you wanted to go? Because a lot of times that it's like a lot of people. They they go to to the aspect to where well since I couldn't do it, I can help people g- get there themselves. Since I, you know, those who can't teach. Uh, teach right. gym, you know those who can't do <laughs> teach, and those who can't teach teach gym. No, but uh, gym. was was it your first aspirations to be in the music, or was it that you 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 always felt like, eh, hey, yeah, I, I I think I'm better you behind the scenes. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is what happened. This is I'm not gonna give you the long story, but when I was about fourteen, fifteen, right, um, I thought I was nice. I thought I had the ball, right? I thought I had the skills that paid the bills. I'd be out in the back, you know, on a basketball court with the guys, rapping and everything. And I, I thought I was nice at it. But then the opportunity came for me to go on stage. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even remember my name. I'm like, this ain't for me. No, I'm going to go behind the scenes, you know? And ever since then, it's like, you know, we'll go to the studio. I'll drop a couple of bars here and there, but... And let me tell you something. It, it, it takes a it takes a lot to be on that stage, and I didn't get over stage fright. Wow, for a long time, long time. Yeah, because yeah. you 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 now being you know the face of a promotion. Sometimes you got to go out there and uh, get on that mic and uh, and you know present to the crowd and stuff like that. Do you do you still get like the wobbly knees? Like it feels like you're about to spit some hot six sixteens and shit when you're about you to. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> To be completely honest with you, I still do. <laughs> I still do. E- even like when there's a show coming up, right? Like, already know January 21st when we do Queen of the North, I'm going to have so much anxiety that I, I, what I do is the morning of the show, I get up and I, I know I have anxiety. So I get up and I walk around. I walk around the neighborhood mm-hmm. for about an hour just right. to get that nervous energy out. And then the day before the show, I can't even sleep. You know how like a kid on Christmas, you know, yeah. you anticipating those gifts the next day. You got mm-hmm. that nervous energy. That's why I am the day before the show. Like, you know, so even even though I'm not as it, it doesn't show as much as it used to. I still get those jitters. I still get those nerves. But you know what? I conquer it, though. You know, I don't let it get me 
in a position where I'm not able to perform. You know, I deal with it, keep it pushing. Yeah, I, and it took a long time to do that. Well, you and you yeah. and I, well, you and I have the same demo, if you know what I mean. We have the same uh, age range, kind of. You know, we we we're, mm-hmm. uh, we're 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 up there, and, 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 and in years, <laughs> if they cut, right. if they cut us like a tree, there's a lot of rings going on. If you get there's a lot of rings, yes. Um, where did you grow up? Brownsville, Brooklyn. Oh, I that's right, from, uh, from the Ville. Yeah. MOP. That's, that's right. That's right. Never ran, never will, well, baby. Exactly. Right <laughs> that's right. Oh man, please. Uh, please. My, I, I, had, I had my boy, uh, one of my closest friends, grew up on Chester. So, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we, we, you already know what it is. So right. it, it makes yeah. it makes me think about like who 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 you were um who you were battling on what courts where you were like at St Andrews Park and all that shit around that way or. or Oh uh, man, St. Uh, Andrew's uh, Park, uh, Howard Park, Betsy um, um, <laughs> BRC, you was over there by the, by, uh, uh, uh-huh. going, <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know, they still building it up, right? Oh yeah. They're, this is the ninth of construction forever. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like St. John's Rack, all that shit, like. All uh, that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that I know at that time there was a lot of motherfuckers out there that didn't did thinking they was uh, um, fucking MOP getting getting it fucking. Oh yeah. How how about some hardcore mm-hmm. shit out there? So yeah. When when you realize that music wasn't going to be your thing, right? So uh, you you did the management thing. So when when did it become that I said, uh, yeah, what's the next venture for this? Uh, Brownsville entrepreneur. What's the next thing we looking at? Oh man, when I realized that that music wasn't working for me to be a performer, you know, I had all my guys. They were ready, you know, and I'm like, well, if you if you guys want to perform, I could I'll set it up. I'll talk to the to, to the club owners and see if we could perform, see if we could get our music out there. And you know what? In the beginning, it was a lot of no, but mm. you know me, I I feel like. I don't care about the no's. I'm, I'm going forward anyway. So I probably heard about 50 no's, and then I started getting yeses. Mm. Everybody was like, yeah, I heard about you. Yeah, come on through. So I started bringing my guys through, and then, you know, I, I hooked up with a, um, a club. This was on 33rd and 3rd. This Shit, this is like early 2000s, club mm. downtown. Mm, okay. And I started getting guys in there performing. And, um, you know, I, 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 a lot of guys that I met, like, uh, Dead President, Terror Squad, Fat Joe, mm. uh, man, all of these guys. And, you know, I, I knew them, even Black Eyed Peas, Black Eyed Peas and Crew, this group called Crew, C-R-U. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, I, they, I, I they had some, I remember Crew, yeah. Yeah, you know, they had that song, Fonto. Oh, yeah. You know, they, when they performed in New York, they performed at Club Downtime, and I was, running that whole situation. So it was just pretty cool, man. You know, and then from there, I just really enjoyed the entertainment. So we just went from one venture to the next to the next. And then we went from just doing like hip hop shows and we got poets. Now I have comics, you know, we, we got the whole, the whole gambit now. Was Full it entertainment spectrum? Was it always entertainment? But you know, cause you know, seeing as all coming from the veil, you know what I'm saying? You know, that other that other life could be calling too. Hitting that block could have been calling too. Like you know, <laughs> we could have been seeing certain things. You know, it could. You know what? It could have. It, it could have went that route. But uh, yeah, nah. The entertainment kept me busy, man. 
That's good because you know, you know a lot of people don't understand that uh, that there's other avenues where you could get your hustle on and shit. The, the grind might be oh. a little bit more difficult, but the, right the, 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 there is there is some um, there's some positive because uh, jail might not be there unless you do some shady shit like yeah, some shady <laughs> right. shit going down. So mm-hmm. when so uh, we spoke about it before when you were on a show that um, wrestling was always in the background when you were growing up. So when when was the opportunity that happened that you could actually start? the your own promotion oh man so you know we this this is in 2016 so you know i had always like i said i've been in the entertainment i've built my team and i would always tell my team like never be afraid to pitch your ideas you know we can't use every idea for pitching you know it it might be one idea that people would say nah that's crazy but i like the crazy ideas you know i've always been the guy that swam upstream. Mm. So in January 2016, two of my guys called me and they like, yo, aunt, you know what? We just did a big show. Everybody loves us. You know what we need to do now? We need to open up a wrestling company. Now, keep in mind, my guys, my phone is always on. So this phone call happens at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm knocked out. So you mean to my tell guys, me somebody, so- was, somebody was sitting there <laughs> Probably smoke some bud, like oh, yeah. <laughs> watching some late night shit. Be like, yo, you know who would be, you know who would fuck with this? Let me call my man Ant. Let me see what Ant doing yep. right now. <laughs> yo, no lie, true story. That's exactly what happened. Because when they call me and they start pitching, pitching this to me, the first thing I said was like, yo, my god, it is three o'clock in the morning. I know y'all high, and I ain't mad at you. You know, if y'all high, y'all think about me trying to get some money. I, how can I be mad at that? And they like, but listen, but listen, but listen. They like, think about it. Three combination wrestling. And I tell you, when they said this to me, they like, three combination wrestling. BCW, BCW, BCW. When they, when I heard that chant at three o'clock in the morning, I sat up. I like, I literally got out of bed and was like, really? They like, yeah, we've been thinking about this. I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> So then they broke down. They broke down what I would need to do. They like, listen, then we got people already in this industry. So if you say the word, we will introduce you to this guy and this guy and this guy, and then we could do it. And I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. It's a big shot. So this though, is January. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big shot. Yep. And um, that was January 2016, and we did our first show March. 2016 and I was wow. actually talking to that's yeah, crazy that you did a, 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 a two month window to get it done yeah shit yeah. to get a ring to get um a venue to get talent mm-hmm. that's crazy that's um that's that's it's not it's not an easy thing to pull it man. the only thing that the yeah. only, thing, only time I've ever heard some shit like that is he was doing some shit in the backyard that's the only time <laughs> you'd have yeah, been, no. you'd have been doing that <laughs> I, I would have probably thought that maybe you'd have done that shit like, uh, like, like in the middle of like Mother Gaston doing a fucking uh. A black I thought Mother Gaston, baby, woo woo. You know that's where I'm from, right there. Doing a doing yeah. a motherfucking block party, you could put it together doing one of those uh, <laughs> videos, right? Hell yeah! I, t- I know, oh, I know man. what it is, fam. I know what it is. <laughs> you got me reminiscing now. I'm thinking about the block. Yeah, they had a store right on Mother Gaston called Three M's, right? Mm-hmm. I used to go to Three M's, and they used to make the best. Beef patty with cheese and cocoa bread. Like, I have yet to find a store 
that can make it the way they made it. Yo, I used to eat that like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for one right now to be honest with you. <laughs> I tell you, I I I I I I could, I could I could see it because and that's the other thing too, like you know, being in the hood. I grew up in the PJs, mm-hmm. I grew up grew up in BK, you know what I'm saying? And it's like to be a wrestling fan or even to tell somebody I'm a wrestling promoter in Brownsville, somebody would have been like, Man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> like, make it you what? You're like, man, you might as well go into boxing or some shit like that. You serious? Right. Yeah. But uh, you, 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 you turned it. You turned it up. Yeah, man. Believe me, I've got a lot of those people looking at me like, yo, hey, the hip hop is the way to go, man. You know, and then we connected with Drewski. We connected with DJ Polo, A&R Polo. I mean, I met everybody, you know? And people like, listen, the hip hop is going well. Why you want to do wrestling? That's not going to look good on your portfolio. I'm like, yes, it is. Because it's something that we don't have yet. Right. They're like, nah, you crazy. I'm like, nah, man, we're going to try it. Well, then, They're like, all right, let's try it. Well, then the other you aspect know? is that a black wrestling promoter. Like, Come on. Talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's uh-huh. you, you, don't, you don't see it often. You know, it, it's almost mm-hmm. like you, you don't really see a black NFL owner. You know, it's, it's one of those rare mm-hmm. things. And so you see a black wrestling promoter and it's, it, 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 it makes sense because you, you, you're more in touch to that audience, to, especially in the, mm-hmm. in, in, in the city. You're in touch with the audience. You, you know, you know what music to play. You know what kind mm-hmm. of, of, of of gimmicks work. You know what kind of uh, uh, the 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 ambiance that the crowd will be into and shit like that. So it it, it yep. makes sense. But for you to pull out something like that in two months, how was the first the first show? Yo, I was actually talking about the first show yesterday. So the first show was March sixteenth, two thousand sixteen, two thousand seven. Uh, yeah, two thousand sixteen. And we ran, I didn't, I, see, this is, this is how we just jumped in with both feet. And that's how I am. When we booked this show, I didn't think about the competition. I didn't think about who else was running that day or anything. We booked the show. Now, granted, our first show, and we did very good out the gate. We had about 200, 250 people, right? But what I didn't know was that at La Boom, Evolve was running. At La Boom. <laughs> So when people came to the show, they were like, yo, you running against Evolve? You right. wait. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what's Evolve? <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. People were like, yo, hey, why why you running today? Why you ain't run, you know, next week when Evolve not running? Right. And I didn't want to say it to people because they're talking about Evolve. Like, if you were in the wrestling industry, you need to know who Evolve is. So I'm not going to let everybody know that I didn't know who Evolve was. But my close team, I came to them and I'm like, yo, why y'all didn't tell me Evolve was running today? They're like, <laughs> oh, you know what? We didn't even think about it. I'm, and then I had to say to them, well, who's Evolve? I need to look them up, right? <laughs> First show, man, i never forget that. That was a tough lesson to learn. But you know what? We did it, man. We did it. Now, now, hit, still here. now, here's the hiccup that a lot of people don't know because it, it, you know it's something that's relevant in 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 all facet of business. Which you know, even in podcasts, you get the first show that comes out, and like you 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 like I said, you you were able to benefit from it, even though you ran up against a big promotion that mm-hmm. you know you you brought drew the audience. 
And just like in podcasting, the first the first episode will draw, you know, 150, 200 downloads and streams or whatever, because, you know, the, you mm-hmm. know, the, you know first it's first one. Right. People want to, they're inquiring, they're intrigued to see what the new shit is. What was the second yep. show like? Oh, man. The second show was as good as the first show. Really? You know that? Oh yeah, we had we had about two hundred people on that show as well, and you know we had some uh, some of the bigger local guys on the show. You know okay. we had yeah we had EC Negro, we had Homicide, we had Grim Reefer. You know all of these guys they came and they, and their following came, so I was hyped. You know we had uh, and you know I, I gotta find out where these guys are. We had um, man, this, it was Superstar. Superstar Whiplash, Mikey, and it was uh, what was the big guy's name? Oh man, the Walking Riot Rays. Yo, those three guys, they mm. were dope, man. They came on my second show and they smashed it. Oh, that 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 was dope. What was their what was their tag name though? Uh, I can't remember what their tag name was, but that team, they were good. Holy- the no the Zoltan, that's what they were called. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully they're not um they're not retired by this time. <laughs> like, right, that's might, what I mean. You, you know, you might want to pull them out. <laughs> you know? Well. Yep. But no, that was a good show. And that's the show. The second show was the show that actually like was the turning point for me. I, 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 said, I said during that show, like, I like this. We we can make this happen. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the wrestlers, I'm watching how they interact with each other. I'm looking at the camaraderie and I'm like, wow, this is like a brotherhood. I'm like, I'm, I like this right here. Yeah, because so, you, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't know about the etiquette. You didn't know about the, you know, the, the, the shaking of the hands in the back, you know, everybody knowing each nothing. other. Uh, you know, I, the, the calling of the match or how it goes. Sometimes they do it in the back. Sometimes they call it in the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah, it, I, you, you, you know, as a as a as a wrestling guy, you watch it on TV, and it's just the spectacle. When you get to the back, it's like there's a whole other, yeah, there's a whole mechanic to it. Does it fuck it up mm-hmm. for you now that you know, you know, so much yes. about it? Yes, yes. You know, do you know Rufus Lala? Yes, I know. I know. I know. I know the person. Never met them, but I know. I know. I know. <laughs> she's that young. She, good people. I've heard that. that good girl, people. Good people. Yeah. So let me tell you. The I funny thing is that I wanted to get on the show for the longest, but I can't get it in. <laughs> oh, I can make that happen. I'll reach out to her. We can yeah, get please her do. No I would problem. love to get on the show. She's, from what I've seen um, from a distance, that she has to be really cool people. Oh, yeah. She, she's definitely cool. You know, and I, I spoke to her the other day because at uh, Anniversary 4 mm-hmm. in Atlantic City, I, I told her that I'm going to clip a couple of videos and I, I'm going to put them up. So I just wanted to make sure she was cool with that. And, you know, she was, and she asked me if I could edit it this way and that way. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And, and we were, and she was talking to me and she was like, you know, I hope that I did a good job in that match. I hope I didn't mess up. And I said, I said, you know what, Lala, let me tell you something. When I first opened this company and I started um, watching wrestling matches, I thought everybody was good. I thought everybody <laughs> did their thing and, and it looked fantastic to me. But then now, as I'm learning, now I can see, like, oh, she missed the cue. Oh, mm. he missed the split. Oh, he missed. And, yo, it drives me crazy now. I can see every little mistake, every little miscue, everybody, like, got to call a match in the back. 
Right. And then when they time to do that match, I'm like, oh, that's not what they called. Oh, they changed this. Oh, they changed that. So now, like, my brain is on high alert. I can see all this stuff. I mean, it's still exciting, but when I see that, I'm like, oh, you got to tighten up right there. So do you think you know? that so, do you, since, since you were, you were green being, you know, the promoter in that way, do you do you think that a lot of wrestlers is like, you know, we, we, we could do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> oh, know, he's, he's yeah. not going to catch it. You're like, what the fuck? He ain't going to catch this shit. You know what? I can't say if they thought like that for certain, but if they did, they were right. I wouldn't have been able to catch it. Because think about it. In the in the hip hop industry, mm. I'll book three or four acts. These three or four acts don't even need to speak to each other. Mm. I go out, I say, look, you got seven minutes to do your set. You know, this person, you got eight minutes, uh, blah, 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 right? So everybody go out, they do their thing. They don't need to speak to each other. But now with the wrestlers, it's like, I'm like, okay, so you versus this one. This is how I want you to do it. This is how I want you to come home. You got to sit your spots. You got six minutes, right? So now we got to, instead of just dealing with one person, now I'm dealing with two people hoping that they're on the same page. And more importantly, hoping that they trust each other, right? Mm -hmm. Because one false flip, one miscue, you could be messed up for life. You know, so it's like it's so different the wrestling industry than the than the hip hop industry. You know, because you don't have to have camaraderie in the hip hop industry, but you must have it in the wrestling industry. So that was a a big learning curve for me. So who um who um in in wrestling terminologies who smartened you up uh, to the business more? You know what? I have to give this man all the credit in the world. And this guy, I consider my wrestling pop. And I hope you're listening. His name is Shane O'Neill from NYWC, New York Wrestling Connection. Mm. Like, he tutored me. He taught me. Like, there would be no BCW if I didn't get that teaching from Shane. And mm. I, I always love him for that. That's my guy, man. That's my wrestling pop. And I'm saying it here, live, on, on your show, and, you know, that's the guy. That that's the guy. Yeah, because you know because, that, that's that's the thing that uh, people don't understand that you know it, yours one way or another. Even if you are kind of smartened or, or wise to the business, or whatever, there's someone that you always got to go under the learning tree. And you came in fresh as a daisy, and for you to come in and you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of you already know. Just like in music and entertainment, there's some shiesty motherfuckers that are trying to you oh, know, get over that's on a you. Fact. Yeah, they don't try to get over you, and it's always it's yeah. always good to get somebody that who's genuine who could be like, listen, mm -hmm. let me let me tell you certain certain shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what he did. And I tell you, like you said, when I first came in this business, I was green. Like I don't come from a wrestling background. I had no connections. None of the wrestlers knew me. None of the promoters knew who I was. So like, even trying to book a show, like when we did our third show. That's when I kind of went out on my own and said, you know, let me contact the talent that I want to see. So I started contacting talent and it was like, hey, I'm Anthony Cole, owner of Bree Combination Wrestling. I don't know if you've ever heard of us, but we did this show. We did that show. Like I had to pitch them. I like really had to sell myself, right. you know, and some people would be like, mm, you know what? I don't want to accept the booking right now. Let me get back to you. And I know they were going to do their reconnaissance, do their due diligence and see if the recombination was worth being a part of, right? Right. And and I get it. I, I respected it. I get it. But now you look at the progression, right? Five years later, 
we just announced that BCW was coming back. My phone has to stop ringing. And, and it just goes to show, like, persistence is key, man. People didn't know who I was. People couldn't care who I was. Now, today, they're like, oh, Brie Combination doing a show? We need to be on that show. So, you know. Yeah. I, it, it's good, man. And you know, and it's 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 just a healthy thing to to recognize that you know a lot of people don't want to you know admit to the fact that you know sometimes you don't know a lot of shit that motherfuckers know. Like you 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 got right. you you know you gotta you gotta say that yeah I I'm yeah. not the fucking no the Wizard of Oz I I, I I I gotta put it together and yeah and then once you do um there there's the the certain um placement in which you you start executing what we're gonna do for the future and i and i and like i said i i i thought about it where i was like you know i i see certain shows that are coming up and certain promotion i was like yeah you guys started way too quick and it looked like it's gonna be you know it's gonna hurt and there's certain uh, other promotions that they they waited especially after this mm-hmm. pandemic and they waited yep. they waited their time and they knew when to, you know, the right time, like when the, to strike when, uh, you know, the, the iron is hot per se. Yeah. Um, before you got to that, that moment to where you realized that this is when we could come back. Was there a big worry about, can we bring it back? Nah, I knew we was coming back. We just had to take care of certain things and see. And one thing that happened is during the pandemic, I got injured, right? I was I was down for almost a whole year. And um, I wanted to come back after that Atlantic City show. But um, I just said Yeah, because the AC you know show what? was like the last one before the pandemic here, right? Correct. Right. Yeah, that was August. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then the pandemic hit full-fledged and it's fine lines, everybody. Then shortly thereafter, I got injured. So I was like, sideline for a whole year and um but you know while i'm injured that was the perfect time that was the perfect time for me to look at the competition look at other um companies see what they were doing stuff like that so i became very knowledgeable i didn't waste this time even though i was injured and now we back and i'm like and it's the perfect timing man it's it's like i don't i don't oh man i listen this this right here 2022 I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's on the precipice of something, you know, happening for for the better for everyone because, you know, we had said uh on this show and you know, my even my boy who's a, who's a, who's an artist he's he's always reminded us and I've, I've always told other people was that this was the time when we were secluded, we were, you know, we had to stay indoors. We had to do what it is. And this was the time for the creative to be creative. This is where the managers yeah. became managers. This is where you held, exactly. you held it together. Uh-huh. And you said, you know what? We're going to make uh, um, fucking flowers. We're going to make a garden grow out of shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, to see that, that Brie combination is able to still to, to come out and show something out. I you know it's it's commendable. It's great because like people were said they was like really I I I I I, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that they, they were they were gonna be around. And you guys are gonna show and prove the big thing yeah. that and this is why I'm, I'm 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 leading to is that you guys have always had um close connection with women's wrestling. Tell me how that occurred. Oh man, because the girls that 
we worked with since the very beginning, they were always so like easy to work with. They were always like very hungry. And not to take nothing against the guys, but some of the females that we worked with just seemed to be a lot hungrier than the guys in a sense like this. I would say, you know, whenever you get booked on BCW, there's certain requirements that you have to fulfill that coincides with your payment, right? And one of those requirements is that you got to shoot a promo. Mm. The guys, they would shoot their promo, hit their requirements, and then it's done. Whereas the ladies would call me up and they'd be like, listen, I'm going to shoot this promo. Do you mind if I shoot another one after that? So the ladies just seemed to go above and beyond. And I was like, you know what? I love that work etiquette. And then I started to see that intergender matches were very high. A lot of ladies wrestling, it was on the rise and really starting to take the limelight. So I said, let's see if we can um do something more with the ladies because the ladies go above and beyond. So I just wanted to pay it forward and just go above and beyond for them as well. And, you know, we did two years, January shows, and, and they were okay. But then that third year, 2018, I believe that's when we did our first Queen of the North. Mm-hmm. And booking an all-girl show, and these ladies were just like, sure, you know, if you need that, I'll get it to you next week. And then they would shoot multiple promos, come in, do in- interviews. And then, you know, we had curtain calls that was up. Anytime I would call on one of the ladies to be on curtain call, no hesitation, they would find time to do it. So it was just like that work ethic. And I'm not saying that the men don't have it, but just the way the ladies were about it, you know, they, they were just about their business. And it just made booking an all lady show for me a lot easier. I can see, I can see why they did that because, well, with women, they have to sell their wrestling more. They have to sell themselves a little bit more because, you know, it's tough to sell a a old woman's um, event. You know, you know, uh, you know, it's rare, you know, shimmer is a big, um, big promotion. You get, uh, you get, you know, stardom in Japan, they're the big promotion. And, right. uh, you know, to be localized, to sell just an event with all women, it's kind of tough for that. But I can see that where a lot of guys is like, yeah, you know, but I, I like the fact that you take your your product and you you have to. Um, to uh, 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 like bring in the talent to do their promos, to to uh, mm-hmm. go on the websites, to go on the social medias, to 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 push not only themselves but the product and and mm-hmm. the company because it's you know a lot of times it's just like it's a one spot and that's it and that's how people will carry it over because it's a it's an indie promotion but you exactly. know it, 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 you 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 you've taken what it is from music and brought it to wrestling to where it's like yo whenever the camera's on whenever you're on it's always on. You gotta be vocal. You gotta yeah. be out there. Um, gotta be. Yeah, you gotta be on there. So, um, how how has it been now? The reception to knowing that recombination is coming back. How, how um, what's the feedback <laughs> that you get from the fan base? Oh man, it's like it's like they couldn't wait. It's, it's, I feel like right now, BCW is a big pinata, and people can't wait till we break it open and show them what we got inside. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how yo. My phone ringing, the the Instagram, the social media is popping. I love it, man. I, this this really really excites me, and I'm looking at what we got planned for the whole year of 2022. Man, God willing, everything works out the way it's gonna work out. This is gonna be a humongous, tremendous year for BCW. Tremendous. 
Are we looking at new talent, or what, what, what are we scouting out there? Is there anything for the up, upcoming show that uh, not you don't have to name drop anyone, but is there, are we looking at certain talent that we said? Uh, I think I could. Ah, we. There is a lot more available talent than I anticipated. And let's just say you'll be seeing some of these familiar faces on BCW. Really? Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Wow. There's been a couple of talent that I said, man, if this person wasn't signed, I would get that person. And guess what? They're not signed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, BCW is ready for you, baby. So this is, this is what you mean when you say the phone lines are open. Yes, sir. One eight hundred two two three B four BCW. That's right. <laughs> we got it happening. That's a good look. Yes, man. And yes. it, like I said, I'm always I'm always proud not only to see uh, um, a, a man do well. Uh, especially from 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 BK from, from Brooklyn and shit, but also uh, uh, a man of, of of our complexion, our color, you know, Correct. our browns yeah. and our and our and our, and our darker complexions doing well yes, and putting and putting yes, this together. Um, what is the what's the outlook, man? What do, what do we what do we looking like? Oh, we got the we got the Queens of the North coming up, um, but um, what's the what what what's the next going on? We looking what what's the the foreseeable. Uh, events coming for you. What do you? What do you? What, what's your thoughts about it? Oh man, we looking at you know our whole year worth of events. We we got we got um Queen of the North January. We're gonna follow that right up with Anniversary Five. Been waiting to do Anniversary Five. That's gonna be in March, and then uh, right after that is the Grand Dragon Tournament. You know, I wanted to crown my Grand Dragon after Anniversary Four. But uh, unfortunately, the pandemic happened and stuff like that. So usually on every anniversary, we crown a new champion. You know, we crown Darius Carter. We crown Vanity. We crown East Coast Syndicate. And now we got to crown a Grand Dragon champion. Oh, and got- you know that Grand... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Because I, I, I want to let people know what the Grand Champion... Or the, 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 the whole... Um... So the, yes, so the Grand Dragon champion... Is going to be the intergender title. It's going to sort of be the equivalent of like a universal title, intercontinental title, mm. but I don't want to use those names. So this is going to be the Grand Dragon Championship. And as you know, if you follow Brie Combination, you know I am obsessed with dragons. You know, All I right. can't wait for Game of Thrones House of Dragons to come out, but that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. But I love dragons, right? So <clears throat> my first belt, if you look at that heavyweight champion, if you look at that, belt that has a dragon on it. The female champion has a dragon on it. The tag team champions have two three-headed dragons on it. Mm. And if you see how the pattern goes, like the first championship only has one dragon. The female championship, since that was the second championship that we established, that has two dragons on it. And then the tag team champion, since that was the third title that we released, it has three dra- it has a three-headed dragon on it right. to signify this was the third title. Now the Grand Dragon Champion, it's going to be a whole different concept. The Grand Dragon Championship has a hidden message in it, and I'm not going to tell you what that hidden message is until after we crown the person. It's going to be a blunt. So, yeah. there's, there's, there's a blunt in the dragon's mouth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a blunt in the dragon's mouth. It got to be something like that. That's funny. That's funny. Please nah, tell- it's not a blunt, but you'll love it. Please, you'll love it. Please tell me that you have a dragon tattoo on your body. You know what? I don't have any tattoos, but all my merchandise has are dragons you, on it. Come, are you fucking? 
fucking kidding me? I you know, can, you, know, you not, need not to make that commitment right now to have one of these big grand dragons done on your back or some shit like that. Since you have one of these uh uh of uh, the the affinity for 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 dragons, so you gotta do you something. You know what? You know what? You know what? Let's 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 host to that. Let's host to that. But when I get everything back in shape, when my leg is back right. You know what? I'm going to look into that. That's a not a fact, bad idea. The I dragon think... will go on the leg that's fucked up. We're going to put the dragon on the leg because mm. it healed, and we're going to put the dragon on the leg that's fucked up. We're going to do Dang. That. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm keep a note of that because we can do that. And then we can film it live when I'm getting it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, do we do it here? We do it. We do it on BCW. We we fucking we 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 share and do 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 the whole spiel to be like he better hold yes. to his commitment since he lo- since he loves these motherfuckers. These dragons Hell are gonna yeah. be on him. <laughs> I love these dragons. You know it. Oh uh, man, but uh, yeah. fam, thanks for checking in. Um, like I said, I was like, I said he reached out to me. I was like, fam, you been in my house? We broke bread. I know. <laughs> he, said, he gave the the the, the spam like, oh, I'm just wondering if you're open to any conversation. I was like, motherfucker, we know each other. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you right, you right. Anthony, let everybody know what's upcoming because you already uh, you've already uh, 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 spread the news numerous times. But let everybody know what uh, what's upcoming in the social media outlets to get you and all. Yes. All my social media outlets go to Recombination Wrestling. Twitter is BCW underscore wrestling underscore. Um, January 21st, Knights of Columbus, Queen of the North 3. You know, we're going to have three title defenses. Darius Carter's got to defend that belt. You know, Vanity's got to defend that belt. And then for the first time ever, for the first time ever, East Coast Syndicate, they will be doing their first title defense. You know, they won it anniversary four. Pandemic stopped everything, but Knights of Columbus, January 21st, let's do it. Tickets on sale now, eventbrite.com, or you can call 347-446-5142. Get your tickets right there. Man, we ready. We all ready. The, 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 the hustle is real, fam. And I'm, I'm glad to see that um, NYC is getting back more indie wrestling. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I've been happy to see that uh, uh, that recombination and, and, and um Mr. Anthony Cole is getting his hustle on like he did. Brownsville's finest. MOP. Yes, MOP. Rep. MOP yeah, yeah, baby. Check him out. You better get them. You better come out. And have You better have them come out and do like a theme for y'all or some shit like that. You better find it. You know it. what? I would love that. You I'm going to work on that. You should do that. Recombination needs Hell MOP yeah. to do a theme music and shit. Got to have that mm-hmm. happen. All right, yeah. guys. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. You, Mr. Cole. Don't go anywhere because I want to talk to you. Uh, about a little something but everybody else don't go anywhere stick around we will return uh see you guys in a sec turnbuckle tabloid three two one Tabloid.